What's up, everyone? I am your host, Kamari, and thank you for tuning into the Becoming Free podcast, where I am telling my truth, changing perspectives, and walking into freedom. Hello, somebody. Anybody want to walk into freedom? I am excited. I'm always excited to share my testimony and give you some insight on what the Lord is saying to me as I'm walking this journey out and as he's teaching me things, showing me things, giving me things, giving me some clarity, understanding. And so I just pray that it's blessing you. The series is blessing you. Episode one, if you haven't watched that or heard that one yet, make sure you tune in. Why are we here? It tells the testimony of how I even got here to this day. Uh, Episode two, what are you willing to fight for? Hello, somebody. What are you willing to fight for? Because depending on what you're willing to fight for, also depends on what pain you might have to endure or experience. Amen. And so this episode is just pure from the heart. Usually I have some type of, you know, notes or, you know, studying. I usually study before I get into the mic. Praise God. But the Lord was like, I want you to speak from your heart and tell them how you really felt towards me. And I was like, ooh. You really okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. And the reason why I believe that he has me doing this is because there's other people that has felt this way. And I want you to understand that you're not the only person that felt that way towards God because God knows, God knows, God knows. Amen. So let's talk for a minute. A minute. Mm, that was bad. Can we talk for just a minute? Praise God. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Lord, I want to know your name. What is that? What is that? Um, anyhow, let's pray real quick. <laughs> let's pray real quick. And then we're going to get into everything. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for being good. We thank you for being gracious. We thank you for being kind. Lord, we just come to you right now. We just want to bask in your presence, God. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to understand what you're trying to do, God, and what you're going to do, Father. Lord, I pray that you just allow me to be transparent, open, and let me say the right words, Father God, that is pleasing unto you and even to those who are listening. Lord, I pray right now that you are just doing some mighty things. You're making some mighty moves, and there is no one that is going to deny what you're doing right now because you're doing exceedingly abundantly above what we have thought, asked for, or even imagined. So, Lord, we just thank you. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Okay, so let's get into everything. So, as you see by the title, um, I'm going to be talking about it broke me, but it equipped me. It broke me, but it equipped me. Amen. It broke me, y'all. It broke me because I used to ask God, why me? Why couldn't it have been something else? Why could you have given me another testimony? Why could you have, you know, gave me a, a different type of burden? And growing up, they would say, he won't, he won't never put more on you than what you can bear. You know, Kurt Franklin's song. He will never put more on me than I can bear. And I used to sing that song and I'd be like, God, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie, you know, because I feel like I'm overburdened, you know, and I, I used to I used to quote that scripture, come to me all who are weary and heavy burden because I'll give you rest. But when I came to him in my weariness, in my heavy burdenness, I still wasn't getting the rest that I need. I was restless. And I used to ask God, God, what is it that you you want to do in my life? Because right now I don't see anything purposeful. Right now I don't see anything that's going to be birthed out of me. And the 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old, 
I would want to tell that person <laughs> that God has your back. I would want to talk to that, that 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old me and let that person know it's going to work out. I, I, I would want to tell that person, I understand that you're hurting right now, but the sufferings at this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which will be revealed out of you, out of you. You know, I, I, I used to wrestle with God because I said, God, other people around me are not dealing with this type of burden at this age. People were people were having a good time and they were they were living their lives. And, you know, my friends, they were they were stress free and they were just living a child life. But I was also living a life of of uncertain uncertainty. I was living a life of not knowing who I was and forcing myself to be the way people wanted me to be and what people didn't want me to be. And I said, God, I don't know who I am. I don't know what to be. And I used to cry all types of times of the day. I used to just cry, bust out crying in the middle of the day. I used to be at night crying out to God, like change me, change me, change me. And you know, many people, I'm getting emotional and I'm trying not to uh, because there's still people that may be 12, 13, 14 and 15 year olds that are fighting now to this day that are fighting right now at their age. And they're trying to figure out God when and why. And I wish I could talk to that individual and let them know that God has not made a mistake. What he's doing in your life is not a mistake because I used to I used to cry out to God like God if you just change me I'll do everything right. I, if you just change me I'll 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 make sure that I I'll, I'll walk with you and I'll do everything you've told me to do. I'll be so obedient God you don't have to worry about me. I'll just do everything you ask me to do because I don't want this anymore. So whatever it takes God I'm all in. And God would never take it away. And I and I got frustrated with God so many times because the things that people would say about me, people calling me gay just because of being a, a, a entertainer. I used to just, you know, I had talent. I used to love to sing and I love to dance and I was a mimer. And um, I used to love just to preach. You know, I used to be a preacher when I was younger. Not too, not, not nothing too major, but I used to do a little bit of some. I could quote a Bible scripture without, without you having to ask me or prime me. I just do it. And I just, I really truly had a love for God, but my love was becoming very limited towards God. At one point in my life, I remember at 15, I, I really felt like God was just like, <laughs> you're punished. You're going to be punished for the things that you don't even know about. And I was like, God, I don't even know. I don't even know why this is happening to me. So what is it? What is it? You know, what, what is it? What is it? Can I do what, what God? And I was always confused and perplexed at the fact that people had the audacity to bully a person that they really don't even know for real. Like there was people that don't, that, that didn't even know me. That was, that would say stuff about me to my face. Like would come up to me and just say, wow, stuff like wild stuff. And I was so angry with God because I said, God, I do love you. I worship you in spirit and in truth. I praise you. And you know, when you're younger, a lot of times you don't have a lot of adversity, right? Not saying that you don't deal with anything, but you don't have a lot of adversity. And so when you become a Christian, it's like 
you don't really have a lot to worry about. But when you get older, that's when life kicks in, right? But that wasn't my story. My, my life kicked in at a very young age because the church had always talked about homosexuality. They had always talked about it. And it was very interesting because it's like, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm sitting in your, in, in your congregation and I'm actually the one that is dealing with it. And I'm not sure how to get out of it. It was never going to be just a conversation that was going to free me. It was never a conversation that was going to change me. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what the church thinks that's going to happen. They'd be like, oh, like, go to a counselor and go to a minister of the, of the church or elder of the church. And they're going to they're going to be able to change. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. That's not it. I've been to multiple services. And the crazy thing is, it's been multiple services in the last month that has talked about homosexuality. And I get really ticked off, y'all. I'm so Serious. I get ticked off because I'm like, okay, now, what y'all gonna say? What you gonna really say? Because I don't like when people talk about something, something they have never experienced. I really don't. Like, I, I don't mind people talking about it because it's, it's, of course, you can add your biblical perspective on it, right? But some people just go up in the pulpit and they be talking about their opinions. You would never know. You would never endure what I endured. I was in church just the other day. And, you know, I don't have any any problem with what people say in their pulpit. Do what you want. But I found it interesting that the person that was praying, I listened to the whole prayer. And it was a specific part in the prayer where it said, Lord, I, I come against I come against depression, anxiety, suicidal and homosexuality. And they stopped right there when it came to sin. Or it stopped right there with homosexuality when it came to sin. Depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts, that is a that is a spirit, and that is what the enemy does to attack us. That's an attack from the enemy. But they mentioned homosexuality and stopped right there as if that was the only sin. And I paid so close attention to that because I said, interesting, the church is still here. The, st- the church is still at this very point where they don't, they don't acknowledge other sins but they are still focused on this sin as it as if it's the only sin y'all don't have to only pray for that sin there's other sins that y'all can call out in the spirit let's call it out i don't mind you calling out the sin but don't just stop right there and that's the part that really had broke me it was a church that broke me because their opinions towards it was very narrow they didn't have a broad they didn't they didn't have a broad view on it because if you have a broad view you will understand that it's more than just a person being homosexual Based off your appearance, there's some internal things that is happening. There's some mental things that is happening. And and if you really wanted to know about what a person was going through as a leader in the church, as a minister in the church, as a pastor in the church, as a elder in the church, as as any role in the church, I feel like you. And this is me personally, because if I had no idea about homosexuality, I would want to go up to a person that is in my congregation. I know it and they're fully open about it. I would want to get to know about it. I want to know. I want to know because we always try to think that we know everything because of what we see. But there's other parts, other components that we just don't know. And so going to a person instead of assuming and thinking that you know the whole picture of homosexuality, I feel like it's so important that people try to educate themselves on it. Educate yourself on how it makes a person feel or what a person may endure or what a person may have to go through. Because 
a person being molested, what what do you say to that person that is gay and they were molested? Oh, well, I mean, that that shouldn't have not stopped them or should, that shouldn't have not created them to be gay. Like, you know, you never know what was what has happened to them. Um, <laughs> And so things that we, used to break me to the point where I didn't even know how to cope anymore i become to i become numb to everything i became i just became whatever that's my mood whatever you say whatever you want to say and i believed it i believed a lot of things and i'm just speaking from the heart y'all so some of this stuff may be everywhere and how i'm going maybe everywhere but i'm I'm just being real i used to be so so nonchalant about certain things because it's like y'all been saying this since i was a kid when i got to high school i was i was still like embarrassed to be who I was because I was like Kamar you too sassy <laughs> really it's real you're too sassy um I used to, I used to have to like talk down on myself so that when people talk down on me I wouldn't be so bent out of shape so I used to talk bad about myself so when people say stuff it wouldn't be that bad like I used to be dogging myself because I had to find a way to not be so impacted by other people you know what I'm saying and I used to be nonchalant when it got to people saying stuff about me because I'm like, I'm used to it. Y'all been doing this since I was a kid, right? Um, when I got to high school, I remember like having to tap into with tap into myself, tap in within myself, knowing who I was in Christ. I had to start reassuring myself with the word of God. You know, when I got to college, I was excited to get to college. I was like, it is time to to get lit crumped. I was like, Please don't stop the music, music. <laughs> I was so happy to be in college. Well, so happy to be in college. My sophomore year, I got raped. And nobody knows that. <laughs> nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. Besides, like, maybe four people. Not even my mother. So if my mother listened to this, she'll be shocked. Because my mom used to ask me all the time when I was younger, did somebody touch you? Because she, I think my mama thought that the reason why I was acting the way I was acting or maybe gay was because, because see, my mama knew, but she was waiting for me to say something. <laughs> she was waiting for me to say something. And that's usually what parents are waiting on, for you to say something. They don't want to say nothing to you. They want you to say something. But my mom used to always say, did somebody touch you? Did someone, like, put your put their hands on you? Did someone, you know, text you touch you sexually i'm like mother no they did not do anything to me Uh uh-huh but she used to ask those questions and when i finally did when i finally did get raped that sounds so bad that sounds awful when i finally did get raped like i was expecting it right that's not good y'all pray for me pray for the right words lord holy spirit activate right um (laughs) when i when it came to that point where i did get raped it was by a person that i was cool with but I didn't think that 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 was going to happen with that individual. I know who they are. I blocked them. We have no, we have not talked since then. Uh, they know that they have hurt me because uh, I've expressed. I'm a very, I'm going to express myself. I'm a very openly um, over communicator. Praise God. I'm going to express myself. And if you like what I say, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Well, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Hey, but anyhow. I expressed to them that they 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 did hurt me and they really didn't show any care in the world because, I mean, they didn't care. Right. And that really turned my life upside down. I was 19. That's two years ago. I'm only 21. Isn't it crazy that it's just so recent? But isn't it crazy that 
when I just started had when I had just started doing my prayer ministry at church, when I had just started um, being a part of intercessory prayer ministry, that's when it happened. And so the enemy really had to had to be working overtime to do something like that, because I literally almost gave up and was like, I'm not going back to church. And it had nothing to do with the church at all. It all had to do with God, because I was like, God, why didn't you protect me from this? God, why didn't you help me through this? God, why didn't you avoid this? And something in my spirit, Jesus, had told me that this would happen. (laughs) But I just knew that God wouldn't have not, God wouldn't have not let that happen. God would not make that happen to me. God, God wouldn't have let that prevail. I was broken then. I was already broke, but I was broken. Like I was I was I was destroyed at that point. My heart was destroyed, my mind was destroyed. And uh I said, God, I don't know what else to do now. I don't know what else to do. Cause now I've experienced a different type of pain. But as I started to do ministry more often, I started to use what I've been through as a weapon. A weapon to persevere, a weapon to push through, a weapon to minister effectively, a a weapon to love properly, a weapon to praise properly, a weapon to worship properly. Many people think that I just praise God just to be loud, just to be seen. Mm -mm, That ain't it. That ain't cute. (laughs) That is not cute. I don't have to. Let me tell you something. It ain't cute. I'm not praising God just to be cute. I'm not praising God to look good. I'm not praising God to just make it, you know, make it to be um, a performance. Mm -mm. I praise God because he has kept me through it all. And I used to blame God, but it wasn't God's fault. Some some things probably was God's fault. He was probably trying to figure out, you know, what I was trying to do. But uh, how much I trusted him and how much I had faith in him. But, man, I'm telling you. I worship God and praise God with all my heart because I knew that he was equipping me for more. I I never forget it. I never forget it. One day I was shouting at church. And the Lord was like, you be trying not to shout. But it's what's bringing you out. It's bringing you out of that. Because, see, I used to go to church and be like, okay, come on. Let's be chill. Let's keep it quiet. Let's keep it down to a minimum. Stop that screaming. Stop that hollering. Stop that running. Stop that dancing. Stop that waving of the hand. Stop the bobbing. Stop the moving. Stop the spinning around. Stop the laying out before the Lord. Like stop the kneeling. I used to psych myself out of a whole lot of stuff at church because I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to cause attention. But in reality, every time I did it, it was from a pure place. And let me tell you, every time I tried, to stop, I couldn't. It was just something in me that was like, you better go ahead and give God glory. You better go ahead and give God praise. You better go ahead. Like, I will fall right out in a heartbeat. That was needed. It was bringing me out. Ministry, a lot of times, allowed me to be who I really wanted to be. Not who God, people wanted me to be, not who enemy wanted me to be it was allowing me to be who I wanted to be in Christ of course but also who I knew I was supposed to be 
ministry was the first place where I actually really felt comfortable to be who I was intended to be. And I, I just, things, I look back over my life and I said, God, a lot of things, I don't even know what purpose it serves sometimes. But I know it equipped me because you have ministry that is needed to be birthed out of me. At first, I thought I was going to do a ministry for grief and healing and deliverance. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to be the ministry one day, right? Now God is showing me that the ministry at this point in my life, in this season of my life, because season changes. One day I'm going to stop doing this ministry. It's going to be another ministry that God gives me. But in the season of this of this time, um, in the in this time, I believe that God is calling me to be bold enough to talk about homosexuality in the church for those who are unaware of how it makes people feel and for those who are unaware of the subject and of the topic and who are afraid to talk about it because they feel like they might get kicked out of church. Now, you won't get kicked out of the church. Matter of fact, they might they might want to listen to you. Because I was talking to somebody and they was like, what if we all have it wrong? What if homosexuality is not such a big issue to God? You know, what if what if we all have it wrong? What if we going based off what we really feel? And even what if we're going by the word of God? And yes, the word of God doesn't change. But what if God is like, I'm going to use you because you are different. You know, like you never know what God has in store. Like you just never know. And I'm not saying homosexuality is right. I'm not going to say that. But what I am going to say is you never know what God truly intended to happen. You just never know. So we have to stop thinking that we know what God is saying when it comes to this type of type of stuff, because God could have a whole nother plan for somebody. It may not be your ideal plan. It may not be what you wanted. It may not be what you would have put together. It may have not been your business plan, but God always has something up his sleeve that can blow people's mind. I never let people kill the plan of God that I knew was for me. I have been studying Joseph because I have to teach on it tomorrow at church. Um, I'm creating this video on Saturday, by the way. So uh, I got to go to church on Sunday. Praise God. That was a that was a free one there. Uh, you you get to find out when I actually make my podcast. It's on a Saturday. Praise God. But anyhow, <laughs> as I've been studying for Joseph. Joseph went through a lot. He went through a lot of suffering, but though he went through a lot of suffering, he also had a gift and the suffering that he went through never stopped the gift that God had originally gifted, given him and gifted him. And I love that Joseph never was bitter, never was hateful, never was spiteful. Joseph was still pure in who he was. Joseph was his father's favorite, but ends up being Pharaoh's favorite. <laughs> like, you can't stop who I am. You can't stop what God has called me to be, enemy. You cannot stop what God has placed on the inside of me, enemy. You cannot destroy what God is doing through me, hater. Like, you just can't. You may try to break me, and you may have did break me. You may have did affect me. 
you you did you did a little bit you did a little bit i'm gonna give you a little bit of credit so you because you need some credit you little you need a little credit i'm gonna give you a little credit you broke me a little bit but guess what it didn't kill me insisted it didn't kill me i got the last laugh because i'm still here and it's by the grace of god I'm still here. And what I love about Joseph is that Joseph's story is that his brothers tried to destroy him by throwing him in a pit, selling him to slavery. Mm. He ends up being a slave. He ends up going through a lot of things, being accused of, you know, talking to some some somebody's woman, you know, talking to this lady in the Bible. He, he get accused of doing all that get thrown in jail, ends up being able to encounter some people that can put him in a room that he probably would have never thought he would be in, in the presence of Pharaoh. Pharaoh is now being asked to to meet this guy because this guy can interpret Pharaoh's dream that Pharaoh cannot interpret on his own. Joseph ends up telling them what the dream means. Then he ends up working for Pharaoh. And then after that, he ends up being a ruler like he ends up having land in Egypt. Come on, y'all. He ends up having more than what he came from. My God, is anybody glad that the enemy? That's a praise break right there. I might have to put some praise break music. Is anybody glad that the enemy tried to destroy you, but he couldn't destroy you? Because the Lord had already stated in his word that I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So, yeah, things might try to break you and things may try to destroy you and things may try to try to take you out and, and make you feel like you're not worthy of things may try itself. Uh huh. The enemy may try it. But I thank unto I thank God. I, I thank God that God still finds a way to make everything work together. I thank God that God still finds a way to make sure that what he already had planned for me is still going to come to pass. I thank God that in the Bible it tells me that he has set me apart even in my mother's womb that there is still something greater because greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world I thank God that even I am still the head and not the tail that even when the people try to knock me down and even when the people try to destroy me from what God has already called me to the Lord just lets me know I still have a plan for you declares the Lord plan to prosper you and not to harm you but give you a hope and an expected end I'm, 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 I'm getting stirred up because I realized that nothing killed me. It broke me. It equipped me. It prepared me. But it didn't kill me. It didn't kill me. A lot of people been through a lot of things in the Bible. The enemy did a lot of things. The enemy, it, the enemy created a lot of a lot of confusion sometimes in my life. And even if you look at the Bible, you will see that there has been things that has happened. Like with the three Hebrew boys, they was in a, in a fire that was turned up seven times hotter and they still made it out. And the fourth person that was in the fire with them was come on y'all God. Like <laughs> I was in the fire. I was personally in a fire and God was still in there with me. Come on. The woman with the issue of blood, she was dealing with something could have killed her. But it didn't. Okay. The the man that was at the pool of Bethesda, 38 years of infirmity, could have killed him, but it didn't. He ended up seeing the healing that he was needing. Come on. I I I thank God. I thank God. I thank God that even, even when I thought it was gonna kill me, even when I thought it was gonna destroy me, it didn't. 
because I'm still here talking to you, saying that God still will make a way, saying that God still can do exceedingly abundantly above what I thought I even imagined. I don't even know. Like some of the things that God has given me, I'm like, God, what? Stop it. I don't even deserve that because I'm still a sinner. It ain't like I did everything perfect because let me just tell you, I'm not a perfect saint. I'm becoming perfect, though. I'm becoming. I'm becoming a sanctification, right? Um, but I thank God it didn't kill me. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you right now. Lord, I just thank you right now, Father God, for that person that thought that it was over for them. I thank you for that person that been through a lot. They've been through so much they didn't understand why they was going through it. I just thank you right now, Father God, that you're just showing somebody that everything they've been through didn't kill them. It only equipped them. I thank you right now that you are equipping us for the future, that there is things that we don't even know is ours, that we are about to step into rooms that we didn't even know we were supposed to be in, Father, only because you made a way. God, I thank you that even your word declares that every good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. You have already ordered our steps in you, Father. So all that is all the things that is going on, all the things that we are facing, all the things that we are enduring. It's not just because you are doing it to punish us. It's not because you're doing it to make us feel like we're not qualified or called. You're not doing that because of that. There is no, there is nothing in that that you're doing, but you're doing it because God, you have a plan for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to, but to give us a hope and an expected end. So God, I thank you for equipping us, even in our brokenness. I don't know. I just feel like interceding for somebody. Because even in our brokenness, God can still get the glory. Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Let me get off. Let me get off of here. Because I feel I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel like I, I, I could go into worship. I feel like I can go into a praise. Because I thank God what the enemy meant for evil. God turned it around for my good. I thank God that what the enemy tried to take away from me, God gave it back in double portion. I thank God that what the enemy tried to call me, God said something else about me. Mm. I thank God that the sleepless nights was still a blessed night because God was preparing me for something greater. I thank God. That the journey I had to go through to get to this very point was not a journey of, of despair for no reason. It was a journey for God to see a new creature, a new creature creature in me that can be birthed only through him. I just thank God. Only him could do the things that he did. And only him can get the glory. Glory to God. Jesus, I'm just, I'm full, y'all. I'm so full. This, this, this podcast episode was a lot. It was a lot because I was all over the place. I didn't even write nothing down, but I believe that what, what needed to be done was done. I think that somebody got something and somebody heard something. Certain things broke you, but it didn't break you to the point where it killed you. It just formed you and who God wanted you to be. So it equipped you for the more. You're going to live to see it happen. <laughs> You're going to live to see it happen. 
you're gonna live to see it happen. I said, live, 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 live. I need somebody to live again. Live, 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 live. I know what the enemy been trying to do. I know what the enemy been trying to say to you. I know what the enemy been trying to get you to believe. But I say, live, 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 live. Suicidal thoughts, I bind it up in the name of Jesus. And I say, live, 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 live. You're going to live to see it happen. You're going to live to see it happen. Yes, you're going to live to see it happen. Let me, let me. Let me get off of here because I'm 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 getting into my personality too much because anybody know me, I'm going to sing a song. Praise God. Listen, thank you for tuning into the Becoming Free podcast where I'm telling my truth, changing perspectives and walking into freedom. I pray that you are blessed because you're going to live to see it happen. It broke you, but it sure did equip you because God has more for you. I love you. You're still here. It didn't kill you. You got to keep pressing on until you see victory. You got to keep pressing on until you see the more. You got to keep pressing on until you see what you want to see. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. It's all about the kingdom. We all have gifts. We becoming free, y'all. Because you're going to live to see it happen. <laughs>